Okay, right. This is the second take of this damn thing. Welcome to this call, this uh, weekly call that we're doing through the Purpose and Profit program. This is the intro that I, well, I do. I'm doing now for those of you who are watching for the recording. So it's me here and Lawrence at home in his place. Hello. Yeah, we don't live together despite where everyone <laughs> thinks. We do have wives and, and families of our own. It'd be really weird if we did live together and we were in a separate rooms doing this thing. That would be strange, though. Anyway, um, I wasn't here last week. Lawrence was uh, telling me just now before, how'd it go? Yeah, you, why don't you repeat yourself for, for the benefit of the people who didn't see the recording? It, it went a lot smoother than this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I generally had my, you know, my checklist before where I'd check whether things are being recorded. Um, so setup wise went great. Maybe delivery not as, as polished, but this is live TV, baby. <laughs> it's all in the moment. I love it. Um, okay, thanks everyone for joining. Uh, like Lawrence said before, it'd be really useful for us <laughs> if you could ask some questions <laughs> so we don't have to ramble on like this uh, for the next Otherwise, hour. Otherwise, it's just, it's just an A. There's no Q. <laughs> it's all A. <laughs> Um, so there's there is a Q&A bit on your screen uh, if you're on your laptop there should be a little bar at the bottom that has the Q&A bit or if you're on your phone there's a Q&A bit so it'd be great if you could pop your questions into that whatever questions they are they could be the most mundane stupid simple questions you think they are it'll help us kind of structure some discussions about the this week's um, lessons uh, and also sometimes you might think it's a silly question but most of nearly everyone else probably thinks it's a great question as well but they were just too scared to ask so excellent we have already one question there Brilliant. <laughs> oh lovely um so i don't know Lawrence, we could we could uh, we could wait for people to um put some more questions in and maybe we'll just do an overview of the lessons this week or i don't know if you want to do a recap of what happened last week um so last week was passion week um so i think the, the questions if well, first, if people didn't see it and they would like to see it, it's on the um, Mighty Network. Um, so the recording's up there. I think a lot of the questions are really about needs. Some people got the questions that came to mind, Guys and Sally's, which are really about balancing personal needs and professional or business needs. And so trying to break through this idea that we have almost two, two people, you know, one at home, one at work. And so, yeah, that was an interesting discussion. Um, but yeah, I think like all of these things, really, there's, the challenges we set and then being able to get feedback on them so um often it can be great or easy to give feedback to someone else it can be really hard when we sort of trying to work through something of our own so yeah i guess we can dip into the three lessons this week and some people have shared their homework so the teachers pets out there um mm, have well posted done. their feedback uh, posted their challenges so far david papa i think was ahead of the game before anyone so he wins the big or bads this week yeah david david knows his stuff though he's he's, yeah. he's like teacher's pet now i just wanted to pick up on the needs thing because that talk i did in egypt i had this i don't know if you can see this there you go i don't know if you can see that well so basically the idea with this is like that circle in the middle is you and that's your needs and then the circle around that are the needs of the organization and then around all of that are like the needs of the industry customers. And basically, if your needs don't basically get satisfied while you're running this organization and everyone else's needs are getting addressed, so your energy is on that, then basically everything implodes and you turn into a black hole. Um, I want to give a better version of that talk next time, but uh, I thought I'd just... Nobody wants that. <laughs> black holes. Oh, David's here. Teacher's pet. Oh, there you go. We can stop talking about him now. <laughs> exactly. Hey, David. Um, um, yeah, actually, there was a really good post from Shamash, friend, our friend Shamash. Um, I think it was another another fullness. We've got mindfulness. We've got um, all the fullnesses, and and this was a selfishness, self selfless, selfless, self selfness. I think something like that. Anyway, exactly what you said. Like making sure that we look after ourselves and self-care and all that stuff whilst we build our businesses not just burn out I, I was actually talking uh, i was talking to philippe actually the other day uh, and we were talking about his startup idea apologies philippe if i open this up i'm not going to be too detailed but just i think it really illustrates this whole idea about needs uh, and it's a really fascinating idea about his business and where he wants to go with it and the kind of customers he's trying to think about but i think the thing that maybe got missed out and i think we were talking about is like actually why are you doing this 
and and not only because it's something that a it feeds your need but there's amazing story there like such an amazing authentic story around your personal need for doing something and so there's a practical implication to actually as well as the emotional sort of strength there's this practical implication that if you can if you can tap into those needs and tell your story as to where those come from that's a great way to connect with people rather than oh look at this beautiful thing that i've made and beautiful pictures and etc etc it's like i need to do this because it's it's me anyway that, that, uh, i think that links back to we, we were chatting briefly before we came in the call because we planned for these things for hours generally um but just trying to um i guess for people to understand for you guys to understand why this work is important like why it's important for you to go through these challenges um and i really think it is about being able to make better decisions if you can really be clear about like you said why you're starting something um, so it helps you as a leader, I guess, to be able to make better decisions, but also trying to get the outside world to care, you know, trying to create your story and your brand and your, um, your sort of products and services. Then if you don't really have a clear human sort of behind it, then it's going to be hard to get people to, to connect what, what you're doing with what they're buying. It's all H to H, man. Human to human. I can't even do an H, whatever it is. That's an H. <laughs> and if you just think about it, if you meet someone and they're talking about their product or service, and it's all about that, something separate to them, then it's not as interesting. If they start to open up and tell you why they've started something, what frustration led to them doing it, then chances are you're more interested in their story and then maybe even want to buy their product. So it just flipping that round and thinking, okay, this works worth doing because it's going to help me in the long run. And it's all down to this, fear, this idea of whether vulnerability is good in business. And I can remember talking to Mike Strange about this and he kind of felt like, actually, being vulnerable is a bad thing because it, it doesn't look good in front of customers or in front of clients. And that was a really interesting thing about actually I can't be vulnerable and what vulnerable really meant. And for him, vulnerability meant weakness. If you're vulnerable, you're weak. But I think part of this thing about needs and, and, and then authenticity and authenticity comes kind of by showing up and by showing up saying, actually, this is me. I'm kind of not, I'm not perfect. But at the same time, in that imperfection is like, I'm a personality. I'm, I'm someone you could probably relate to rather than some of these super shiny Elon Musky types who seem to be like impenetrable and no one can like, well, I, I can't relate to him. <laughs> cool. Um, so should we, should we start off with the lessons? There's a couple of questions there. Hopefully by carrying on with this, people are maybe spark up some ideas and some, and some thoughts or uh, as well. Please pull us up on anything we say here. If you think you're talking shit, uh, put a question there. It, it really, I think for me, it's really useful to have this kind of back and forth with you guys. Cause we've, we've done this for a few years and we know, you know, we've got our own perspe perspective on things, but we're always keen to learn new things. So, feel free to share your stories. You're all pretty experienced people as well. So um, we, we don't have to put it, we don't assume we've got all the answers here. Oh, yeah, and we're also happy to um, promote, is it called, or upgrade someone from listener to, um, to being on camera. So if anyone wants to chip in and join the discussion, then please feel free to put your hand yeah, up. Yeah, maybe what we'll do is like, rather than us read the questions, we'll just get them to ask the questions themselves. Yeah. The, the, that takes the pressure off us. It's really gonna make people wanna do it now. <laughs> we create safe spaces this is a safe space for you to show up we're all we're all good here and then no one can look more like a fool than me so it's fine you'll be okay i'll i'll style it out for you um right let's go with should we so, go through yeah so the first lesson this week was around values um and actually david who i think is still on the call posted his values which was interesting what one i know is whether he's worked out an acronym that makes sense for his values because that was <laughs> i got lost in a sea of uh, letters and words when he posted clock, clock, clock. Yeah. <laughs> oh wicked i like clock, clock actually clock 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 <laughs> it's all about time and yeah so david's values were love humor oneness compassion and connection um so i guess actually this brings up an interesting Point. like when we've worked with brands before companies trying to help them articulate their values when we've done it as our our own companies or um even like personally trying to go through these kinds of challenges i think there's having the word and the the, the name of it but there's really the context to it which i think really helps people to make decisions whether it's just you or whether you have a team that's trying to drive this forward and i think what's great is if you can you know whether you post it on the comments or whether you just have it to hand 
when you say love, what do you mean by love? And like, how are you going to act in a way that you live that value daily? And likewise, with compassion or connection or oneness. I think this is really where values become important. It's like how you can make better decisions rather than just these are things that I like or things that talk to me. It's like, how can someone pick this up and understand what that actually means for you and for your business? Live them, don't laminate them. There you go. It's one of our favorite sayings. <laughs> um, so I, I think the other interesting thing I've had, I've talked to people about when they talk about values is like, there's values that you believe in now and there's values I think what Lawrence was talking about is uh, that you aspire to or you, because there's a, the values you admire, but if you don't, if you don't do anything about living them or, or trying to integrate them to who you are, then they're just nice words on a piece of paper. Um, so that I think there is a, there's the things that people, the values that you wish you could, you live yourself, you kind of aspire to, and maybe you're not living them at the moment because of current circumstances, but maybe there are ways that you can start moving towards those and having them written down gives you uh, a focus as to, all right, I'm not going to do that because it doesn't align with this. And this is the thing that I need to focus on every day. Yeah, and actually, so I know some people, Catherine included, haven't started these lessons yet. So we could just dive into quickly how we, like you said, get people to think about this stuff. So mm. this was, a, I guess, an approach that we came across in the last couple of years that we found really useful, which was yeah, finding or thinking of role models and people that you want to be or aspire to be or the people that inspire you. Um, and then from that, then taking the traits that they have and applying them to yourself because chances are they have some values through the the way they behave, the way they operate, the way they do things that, you know, align with the way you want to behave and operate. Yeah, I think it's that, you know, you're attracted, most of the time you're attracted to people that there is some kind of link there. There's some kind of commonality and particularly the people you look up to, there's something that they do that you wish you could do yourself. Uh, and uh, this is a nice hack. Because I think when you talk to me, if someone says, well, when we tried this before and we asked them, Cole, what are your values? He's like, oh, I like to be honest. I like to be just generic stuff that comes out. So this is a nice way to actually get to stuff that's maybe a bit more particular to you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm just looking at David's posted something. Dave, do you want to post it as a, a question in the Q&A? Because we've got a few other ones stacked up. It'd be good to um, put that in there because it's a nice question that you've got there for, for everyone. Cool. Okay. Um, do we want to? So, do we, is that enough on values, or do we want to keep? Um, well, if if we want to go through, so the specific question there might be worth touching on now, which is one that seems to come up quite a lot, which is from okay. um, Catherine, which is our values and needs different. Cool. How, how would you explain that difference? Cool. Nice. Something we come across quite a lot, I guess, because people are thinking about things that are important to them, and how do you? make decisions based on these. Um, I guess from my perspective, needs are very deep personal needs. And so thinking about like, how can this business best serve you? So if these needs are unmet, chances are you will run out of energy and you won't be able to get excited about going to work every day. And so there'll be something missing. And so eventually you'll run out of steam. That's my perspective on it. Whereas values for me are, how can you, um, do it's like the way you do things you know particularly around business like so for example uh, for us it would be we want to make things fun so like everything we do we try and inject some fun into it um if you took that away it would be not us it would be you know a different organization so that's a really important value to the way we do it. it's not necessarily just about me or just about Carlos. it's kind of like the way we operate um but i guess it's like your integrity and the things that are important to you um i don't know what your perspective is no, I think you, you, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, probably to reflect that, it's the way I'd put it as well is uh, needs are, it, it comes from something that, that needs, uh, has to be satisfied. There's something that needs to be addressed. There's something that needs to be filled in a sense. So there's something that, that always needs to constantly be filled. So you do something to satisfy that need. Well, for me, values are a way of, that's how I make decisions. That's how I act in the world based on those values. Those are the things that are my compass points. I think that's part of the exercise is like, how do I orientate myself? So for me, an example would be, I have a need for learning. It's like, if that need for learning is satisfied, then I feel good and I feel energized. However, values of learning, education maybe, or 
learning as values is, is less less of my thing. I don't isn't like I make decisions purely based on whether I can learn something. And so for you know, like Lawrence was saying, like making it fun, you know, if we're gonna do something, if it isn't fun, then we're gonna have to think twice about whether that's happening. And so that shortcuts our decision making process. Uh, needs sometimes our needs can't always be met. That's the other thing. It's like we just it's identifying when we have a we're not feeling right then thinking about why is that feeling happening it's usually because there's an unmet need and then that kind of tells us we might be in the wrong place yeah i also like when values have some kind of action associated to them rather than just being say love but like when we talk about our values like make it fun or like talk like friends or you know so it's how you behave you know i think those things are when you can apply it to an action i think it feels more powerful so it could be you know work with love or um, you know, applying the, the compassion to something. So it could be like, listen with compassion, you know, whatever it is, but ways that you know, okay, if I grow my team to 100 people, people know how to operate. Yeah. Dave says, love is super actionable, bro. <laughs> Don't we know it? Um, luckily, he's not sat next to me. <laughs> Yo, bro, we make love, not war, bro. There's a lot of bro love going on. Um, it's great to see. Um, and, and I'm confused because Catherine's hiding behind Dominic's <laughs> moniker, so it's all getting a bit bromance. Which is fine, we live in Brighton, it's all good. No, you're still the same sex as you were 10 minutes ago, Dominic. We, we don't care, no, we're transgender here. Um, right before I get myself dig myself into the deep hole, uh, do we have any more values questions here? Uh, I, I guess David mentioned that one, which was more kind of like how does he behave based on the sometimes not complimentary answers to the challenges he's done maybe the last answer we just gave tackles that i guess um your needs values and enemy were all slightly different so it's just how to make decisions based on those things if you don't feel that they align so i didn't follow the question so it was my it was interesting to me that the opposite of my enemy my needs and my values were slightly different I think Dave sounds like he might have got some resolution from the last answer we gave. Cool. Okay, then. I don't have to go into that. Brilliant. <laughs> Wicked. Um, okay, I think we've, we've, we've just tackled every single s serious question. We just have silly questions. You said there's no <laughs> such thing as silly questions. Yeah, no, there, there, there are. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Okay, but there are silly questions. You can have silly questions as well. Okay. <laughs> All right, yes, you can heckle away, Catherine. Go for it. <laughs> um, but I think the key thing with all of this stuff, particularly values, is to make it visible and to, you know, I think actually um, David Hoogland, I don't know if he's on the call, I don't think he is. I don't know if you saw, he posted a really handy, um, what did he call it? It was an action plan or some kind of one page canvassy type thing with a lot of these, um, you know, things that we're talking about here on so you can have make it visible and put it in front of you day to day rather than just having it locked away or hidden away in a drawer somewhere or in a virtual uh, machine I, I find i think that's super um super useful to to be able to be to nudge yourself and remind yourself because i know i get super busy and get caught up with home life work life and you find yourself doing something to be able to like and you forget what it is why you're doing what you're doing sometimes you think i uh, to be able to just sense check actually shouldn't be doing this because this isn't exact this isn't my intention i think values really having those in place bring you back to the intention and a lot of the time i think what we find is by getting busy we we stray away from that intention and we find ourselves doing stuff for other people rather than ourselves yeah cool so shall we move on to lesson five which was purpose so this was the imperative test. Um, so if you guys have been doing the program and got access to it, you'll be able to do this test or diagnostic, whatever you want to call it, but a way to um, essentially get a profile which helps to break down your personal purpose. So if you haven't got that already, then hopefully you've got an invite, um, or if not, just nudge one of us. Yeah, check your spam folders, or if not, just ping me a, a direct message and I can send it again, or I can send you the link that will get you straight onto the um, onto the app. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's one of those things. It polarizes a little bit. These profile 
generators but i think this is actually a pretty good one imperative you know from my experience it can be pretty accurate in terms of how it profiles the personality so it's a fun exercise i think there's 16 different um purpose types so you know i think just looking at who's posted there so far I believe Remini posted something. Is that right? Um, yeah, yeah, she got. Um, oh, she empower. Empower. Excellent. Actually, I'm going to try sharing this. See if that works. Just so you can see if you haven't already what that looks like. So yeah, empower. So this is Remini's, which is my purpose is to enable groups to elevate their game by coming together, and it breaks it down into these three purpose drivers. So organization, karma, and community. In this case. Um, and I guess what this does is just helps you think about like where your energy is best used maybe. So I think mine was a connector and again, there were some different purpose drivers behind it, but again, it's a fun thing to share. Um, and it's pretty, you know, uh, I wouldn't, if you've ever done like the strengths test as well, then it's quite long as well, but I think sometimes it can be a useful indicator of where you're at and how you can use your, your superpowers and your, your purpose to, to drive your business forward. I find them they're, they're a great starting point. Uh, because with a lot of this stuff, you can really spin out trying to work out what these, what your purpose is. There's so many exercises out there, but to have uh, a bit along the lines of Lawrence's thingify it, if you know, once you've got a thing to start playing and iterating with rather than trying to think about it and then write the perfect purpose statement from, from scratch, this is a nice hack really to get, to get to where you need to be quicker. Yeah. Um, just looking at what Marcel wrote as well on the on the lesson. Um, he's written some good stuff actually on the comments for the purpose lesson. <clears throat> so yeah, he's kind of like given his personal purpose and his business purpose with his new venture. Um, as it's trying to, I guess, integrate those. Um, and he talks about the mistake he feels he made in the past with his um, with his last company. So again, a lot of this stuff you'll find like us is like we've made mistakes with our first ventures and you know we know why this stuff's really important and you'll find that a lot with people who are starting their second company or third company is like when they do it next time around they want to do it the right way and, and lay those foundations at the start i think that's one of the things that are important um and why we think it's important to do this work at the beginning even if it feels like it's quite difficult cool uh yeah there's an interesting question actually he said uh, around the the purpose exercise we talked about personal purpose and company's purpose but he says the challenge only helps with the personal one i think this comes back to that diagram that um i showed before about you being at the center of the organization um yes you can separate personal purpose and business purpose and i think that's a lot what what a lot of us have done in the past when we're working in a business and then the organ um, the organization is slightly separate to us but I to be kind of a bit dogmatic with us at the Happy Startup School, the idea is the business that you want to create is aligned exactly with who you are. So the purposes are, are the same. Um, so in a perfect world, this is the business, this is the work that you'll be doing for the rest of your life and it will be molded around you. I think practically speaking, maybe what Marcel is talking about is like as the business grows and it changes and evolves and other people come on board, that might start to diverge from your personal purpose and the business's purpose but i am adamant that maybe there's a way of not having that happening how can you make that align all the time um well, i'm sure there's going to have people have some thoughts about that and whether that's possible <clears throat> yeah i think the main thing is that your <clears throat> this stuff doesn't stop you from moving forward because i think purpose is a buzzword it's something that everyone's trying to find or achieve you know and i think it stopped people thinking i haven't found my purpose yet you know we've met like 21 year olds like i haven't had my purpose yet They're having like a quarter life crisis <laughs> and i think it's important not to you know I, I just think back to when we were that age and didn't have a clue you know yeah, so my purpose was to get stoned <laughs> um <laughs> luckily they let him out of egypt uh, <laughs> but yeah i think um I think like Marcel says, really, it's like finding a purpose can take years and some people don't ever find it. And for me, it was like a process of elimination, working in loads of different jobs and roles and environments and with people and different projects and just eventually just stumbling upon the Happy Startup School, really, which, you know, for us has aligned 
my personal work with what we want to achieve as a business and that's great um but not everyone finds that and but i think it's only from just questioning ways we were working before and questioning projects and people we worked with before to, to find something that was much more meaningful for us so yeah I, I don't think we ever sat there and thought what's our purpose what's our purpose what's our purpose we just did stuff and then eventually follow your nose and find things that you really align with and then from there you just think probably as you get older you get more confident and just think well let's just do it what's the worst that could happen um i actually think this is worth bringing up remedy's question now as remedy cool. said um i'm really enjoying how it's given me clarity this is the course um if for my purpose, it feels like it's my future, but I need to work out how to get there. Any tips on how to embrace and drive things forward? Um, hey, why don't we get Ron to talk a bit more? Remini loves to talk. All right, I want to see. I want to allow Remini to talk and see if uh, she's going to join us. Rem, are you there? Hello. Yay! Hello. Just Hello. like a radio show. <laughs> Uh, caller. <laughs> <laughs> caller one, tell us about uh, looking to the future and finding your purpose. <laughs> God, I can feel myself blushing, which is really random because no one can see me. <laughs> um, it's, it's the wine. I haven't got any wine, sadly. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> um, yes, I mean, the purpose of me doing this whole course was to try and find my future trying to define my future because I have been as you know a bit all over the place in defining what I'm trying to do as a business and so I and before doing the, the this empowerer thing I've been speaking to various kind of business coaches and and trying to get my head around what I've been wanting to do and what I want to achieve and so and actually one of the jobs I'm doing now is I'm doing a couple of days a week. A lot of it's about business transformation and I've been really enjoying it and never realized that I might be capable of such things. And actually that um, the things I'm being, I'm changing is really cool and really exciting. And then when I got this um, imperative thing, I was like, yeah, that's kind of weird because that's kind of what I'm doing. And it is, I am being an empowerer in a way, but then I feel really slightly embarrassed and probably very English going, Oh God, that's really weird. But it feels like this is kind of what I want to be focusing on and my future and how to get there. But it's just, it's looking at it, it, it in some ways, if I'm again, probably being a bit English and um, some of it feels like it's a bit bigger than me, but actually it sort of fits as well. So it's kind of getting my head around it. I haven't read the entire report yet because it, it's quite huge. Um, but what I have read is like, wow, yeah, yeah, I could do that. Uh, oh my God, that's like, that's kind of huge and can I do it and so yeah so uh, I hear you so you say this that you this purpose looks cool this thing like this idea you got this thing as an empower but where you're going to go looks too far away and too big is that what you're saying and not, not attainable no it's not that it's not attainable it's just kind of as I say what I've been trying to figure out is I want to be able to work out what my goals are for the next kind of three five years and so that I can then strive to get there because I've achieved I mean you know to be fair I think I've achieved a lot in the year or well, less than a year since I started in September and so I want to do the same again but you know more and so that I've always got goals to try and work towards so it, it just it's exciting but also kind of like you know it's trying to figure out each step and then, you know, it's like at the moment, someone's described it as I'm working like a crazy thing, doing too many things and not giving myself time to stop and actually try and develop the business. Mm. And um, so it's a good position to be in, but also a bad position because I'm doing, I'm not doing enough for myself. And so I want to be able to embrace this to take it forward. But it's just trying to have the courage to stop and nurture the business side and actually make the future happen. But it's kind of how do I, 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 I'm slightly struggling in figuring out how to do that and how to how to stop and how to um, uh, take things forward. Yeah. It's really difficult from I think mine and our experience to um, like when you're in it, when you're doing projects or working with clients, you're just in that zone and then to come out of it and try and work on the business or work on yourself just feels like either time you don't have or a waste of time because you're not sure if there's any value at the end of it um, mm. or, or then you're doing something and then suddenly the phone goes or the email pops up and then you're off again back to 
back to serving someone else. So it can be difficult, I think, particularly at the beginning. Mm. Um, I guess the thing that you talked about at the beginning was the whole idea of this is kind of what you want to be doing and are, almost are doing already, the empowering thing. Um, mm. So I wonder whether there's, there's some fear almost of like stepping into that um, and whether you can, what I found is like when you sort of blag it before you feel it, eventually you'll convince yourself just by doing it. And then fast forward six months to a year, you think, oh my God, I'm, I am that person that I've been trying to, you know. Pretend to be. Pretend to be, yeah, the imposter syndrome. Yeah. Um, but for I a while, that, it's going to feel And I, I've had quite a few people who can do similar or kind of more than kind of doing what I want to be doing. And everyone, I've had about three or four people saying that I'm undercharging myself and I need to be pushing my rates up and all that which is lovely to hear but I'm also I, I also need the experience I need to be able to have some good case studies so you know I, I feel like I can't well the imposter syndrome is a hard one <laughs> but it's trying to get over that um and as you say kind of embrace it and do it yeah oh, you might not need to have case studies though if people have said that <laughs> yeah from my experience think, so a couple of things that I'm knowing you well Rem maybe I'm um, reading a bit more than that but it, the, the imposter syndrome is, is a classic thing of actually do I think I'm worth it so it's nothing to do with whether other people will pay you it is whether you exude the confidence to ask for it yeah and and it's that I think there's that that hack there how am I going to have that confidence to say no I am worth that mm. because when you have that confidence people will pay it more often than not because you've got the skills yeah I think the other thing there around getting that confidence is actually rather than saying, do I deserve it? Is like then tapping into the needs is like, what getting paid that money? What is that in service of? Is that in service of my, do my kids deserve it? Does yeah. my husband deserve it? Does the life that we're going to build together deserve it? And then it's less about you. Mm. It's, it's about, and this thing about this purpose thing is like, uh, there's a guy, Case Klomp, who's a good friend of ours. Who's, who has a very strong definition of purpose. And here for him, purpose is a feeling. And it's a feeling of being altruistic, doing something beyond yourself. So when you think, oh, I, I can't charge this much money because it's just me, fine, that's right. But what if you are actually getting charged that much money because it's something that you're striving for that's bigger than you? Mm. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's really helpful, actually. Um, David yeah, mentioned he's got, uh, sorry, Ram. David sure. mentioned he's got uh, an exercise called Happy Price, which he's happy to talk to. Should we oh, get cool. David, you're up for joining us and sharing yeah, a Yeah, let's get David on. This is a party. Yeah. <laughs> is it a papa party? Oh, I love the image as well. You're scaring the shit out of me. Uh, I'm not seeing that, so. Oh, are you, what's the recording? <laughs> Dave, are you there? Yes. Um, hey! Is my, yeah. is my, cam my camera's not on. Okay. No, it's not on. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much, guys, for this... Uh, reboot of the the homeschool it's been really great to go through it and uh these calls are great you know you've been doing you guys have been doing a lot more calls uh for the community i just want to say thank you and really appreciate that no worries Good yeah to have you I, I i agree i agree and uh so the happy price exercise is something i came across a while ago that's really helped me gradually increase my rates in a way that's actually felt good and exciting so i just thought i'd share it it's really simple uh, it's the idea that you, you pick, you, you pick the price, the lowest price that you would actually be super happy and excited to accept the work for. So it's a feeling inside yourself. So I don't know what you're doing, but let's say, you know, you're going to run, you're going to run a half day workshop with a company and you think to yourself, okay, if they pay me a thousand, would I feel joy and happiness in my heart? to do the work. Uh, no, not really. I feel like, you know, a thousand, I mean, no, I don't, I, I feel like uh, I'm going to actually resent it a little bit. I'm, I'm going to feel like I'm forcing myself to do it for a thousand. I'm going to feel like I'm, you know, just uh, give not, they're getting something from me more than I'm, you know, they're taking advantage of me kind of. So you're looking for where your feeling line is to get to the point where you say, okay, what about 2000? If they pay me two thousand, I'd be okay. I'd be so so about the work. What about three thousand? Oh, three at three thousand, I would feel ecstatic to do this work. I feel and and so then uh, you just find that you just find that where it's super happy for yourself, and that might be a number that is other people tell you is lower than you should charge, or that might be a number slightly bigger than you're currently charging. But 
if, but wouldn't you want to work on the thing that makes you feel really, really happy to do it? Like would that energy of, of how excited you are is going to make everything about the project better for yourself and your client. So you find that happy price. And then what you start to, what you start to learn is like, as you get better and more confident, you, your happy price starts to go up. Like what you would be most like what you'd be willing to charge that actually feels like you'd be really excited to offer you're happy. It's higher than it was before, but you don't have to force it is what I'm saying. Just find the lowest price that actually makes you feel really happy to do the work. And then that's good for your client and good for yourself. That's yeah. happy price. I can tell you if I was charging a thousand pounds, I'd be bloody happy. <laughs> well, I don't know what you're doing. I just made it up. <laughs> no, it's, a good, it's a good number. <laughs> just, just say David told you it's okay to charge that amount. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, it's quite interesting. In when we, so we were in the Alps of, a couple of months ago with a small group of people from the community and we, Christopher, I don't think he's on the call, Christopher Troutman was there and he was pitching the idea for doing a, a training day and he was going to charge a small fee for it because it was the first time he'd run it, but he already had some people interested and he told me what he was going to charge for it and I thought it was too low. And um, I just went around the room and asked everyone to write down on the post-it after hearing his pitch about what he was going to do, what they thought he should charge per person for that workshop. And it varied between like his figure, which was like 70 euros or something to a thousand euros, which someone else, you know, and everything in between for the same thing, you know, so the perceived value was wildly different based on people's perception of what they heard, um, which was just really interesting to hear that actually these are just figures that we're pulling from thin air. And if you can have a really good story behind why you're charging that, then I think being confident about it, like you said, is, is so important and feeling well, good about it as well that you feel it's worth doing. Yeah, no, are you good really with that? Helpful. Thank you. You good with that, Rem? Yeah, no, thank you. That's great. Thanks very much, Dave. Thank really, thank you very much for joining us there. Cool. I'm going to uh, work out how to uh, take people back to uh, disable talking. That's it. And uh, disable talking. Brilliant. Um, I think the other thing, I like David's thing, and the way it landed for me was less about there's the happy thing, but it was the one of the things I think that people can get hung up with pricing is like, it feels like pressure. It's like, ah, oh, I'm charging like £2,000 a day. I've got to like find the right value for that person for £2,000. Or uh, the way I got it from David is like, I love being paid two grand, and I'm going to do everything I can because I love the idea of, and I'm, I'm going to create the value for that money. And that being more of a the story, like you're saying, Lawrence, that makes people want to charge that money rather than the pressure of like what's two thousand pounds worth of value now yeah and also i think all of this stuff is um this was what came out of the the needs chat last week was about constraints and uh, i think guys particularly had this issue about okay i i, I want to travel or you know there's various things that he had to do and he saw them as limits or you know challenges but actually seeing them as a healthy constraint made decisions easier because you've got less decisions to make and so if you think about your price if you say okay my rate is two thousand for a half day workshop you need to find clients who are willing to pay that you know and that's something you just then don't change on maybe those aren't the clients that you would love to be friends with but there'll be the people that will pay that fee so you need to then understand does that clash with my values and is it something you're willing to do but yeah these are all things which will hopefully make decision making easier not not harder it's a whole different workshop this one yeah exactly we're <laughs> on a little tangent but pricing is always a, a great one because i think it brings up so many things not just about money but about our relationship to it and our self-worth and all that stuff which is all the crunchy stuff as max would say yeah well, we'll do we'll do another course on that one <laughs> yeah happy money happy money cool um how are we with purpose are we are we going to move on from purpose yeah we could spend hours on purpose but i think it'd be good to dive into success because i think that's the last lesson success so that's today's lesson was success so um I assume, did anyone has anyone managed to get that done already yeah a couple of people have put up the so the exercise we set for this um um remedy's putting a hand up saying she's ahead of the game um for this uh, lesson is the cheery postcard from the future so i think like remedy said talking about looking forward three to five years and i guess the thing about this exercise is less maybe about goals and targets and setting ourselves you know ourselves there to be shot down it's more like like you said purpose is a feeling success is a feeling like how can we paint a picture of the future that 
get excites us, but it's more about how we are, how we're feeling, what we're doing, where we are, not, you know, I'm going to be turning over 5 million a year or I'm going to be, you know, um, doing X, Y, and Z, but really just about you and your immediate surroundings. And people find it a really powerful way to be able to connect with that. Um, and we've done this ourselves and it's been strangely accurate. So it's almost manifesting a little bit. I think that I always thought that whole manifesting thing was a bit woo-woo, but actually after our second trip to India, uh, and Ashan, we, we did that cycling tour and those two guys, was it, I forgot their names now, one of them was a hairdresser and the other guy was had the, his vision board. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah. Nilesh or Nilesh? Nilesh and anyway, one of the guys, just he had this old, he had this idea of the vision of what he wanted and involved like Range Rovers and cars and houses. And I was like, and I was, I was feeling a bit, oh, that's not really happy startup. It's all about the money. But then he started to explain it to me a bit more. He's like, these, you know, these are just things, but they, they give me a direction. And it's really about those other stuff around that is about him trying to look after his family and try to be independent. And he had more stories around what, why he wanted to achieve those things. Uh, and it tied into this thing. It's like, his phrase was, what you believe is what you perceive. And so when you have a strong vision of the future of what you want your life to be like, you start seeing the things around you right now that will take you in that direction. And so for me, that was quite a, a nice way of looking at how, and, and it actually, and, and from my, it took me a while to work that out because I, I thought that was well we were, but I, taking it to my roots and my needs to rationalize this from a scientific point of view is like, it's your neuroscience. It's like, the way we look at the world is dictated by our minds and how our minds think and the, the limiting beliefs that we have. So if you unshackle those beliefs, then suddenly all sorts of new things are possible and visible because you're not, you're not anchored down by these things that you've been taught from a young age or from school or from, from parents most of the time. But that's another workshop. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, Remini's done this. Uh, Marcel... I think David as well. Is that right? I'm just trying to look on the, the page. Um, yeah, I think Marcel and David have got yeah. some Yeah, I can't read David's writing. Sorry, Dave. Um, the interesting thing about this exercise is when people actually write down an address and it's a different one to where they are now. You know, so often just writing the address would be like, oh, I'm living in Australia or I'm living in the Caribbean or I'm living in a caravan or whatever. <laughs> can really make you think about that day. Um, there's another exercise which... Kind of linked to this, the goal mapping thing we haven't done before on homeschool or on purpose and profit, but can be a useful one too, which Anne Berniston is someone in the communities offered before at different events we've run, which can be a powerful way. So goal mapping, look it up. Um, the guy who came up with the idea looks a bit like, isn't he called Brian May? Something he, like that. He looks like Brian May from Queen. With no hair. With no hair. <laughs> if Brian May cut all his hair off, he'd look like Brian May. Exactly. Um, I will try, I've, tried, I've been trying to get Anne to, to do a little webinar around it and we'll see if we can get at least to write something up or we'll post something to the community. Yeah. She actually ran a workshop at summer camp last year with Lauren Shorter, who's the lazy guru, and it was called Goal, Goal Mapping with No Idea. So um, that was a fun one, something we might want to resurrect online at some point. <coughs> cool. Catherine's off on one. Um, but yeah, I would encourage you to do that exercise because it's a fun one to do um, the, the cheery postcard. Um, so go on to the success lesson, which is lesson six, and, and try it out because, yeah, it doesn't take more than 20 minutes or so. And it can be something that you can write down and then look back on. And as we did, like three years into the journey, it was like, wow, it's actually strangely accurate, the stuff I wrote when we first started. So you never know what might happen. Be careful what you wish for. Worth doing, yeah, and it's worth checking in with it and, and doing it a few times just because your, your ideas will evolve. I think first time around, sometimes it's if you haven't done some of that this work before, it might come about, come out, might not come out as fluently as you, you had before. But the more you do it, I think the more it you, you start tapping into the right stuff, exactly. Um, so yeah, once you've done these, then we'll be into week three next week, which is people. So yeah. Yeah, if you haven't already had a chance to then catch up and, you know, ideally use the weekend if you can to catch up, but uh, at the very least check in with these calls because they're hopefully a useful way to keep on track and yeah, stay connected with everyone else on the course. Um, we still have another couple of questions. I got, I see there's a question from David 
but I'm not sure if that was some answer. He says, did you mention how to access Imperative? Didn't he already do the Imperative? I don't know if David did. Oh, you didn't do it. If you didn't get it, all right, Dave, I'll, um, I can send you an, an invite. I thought that had already gone out. If not, um, I'll, I'll send it again as soon as this uh, webinar is finished and that should be in your inbox and by, by tomorrow morning. Um, actually, Catherine asked around the imperative test as well. Do you recommend doing it with a team um, or the strengths test? Yeah, well, the imperative, that's their whole thing is uh, to go into companies and get everyone to do it. Um, and the purpose there is then to look at everyone's purpose within the organization and how people align and and where also i think it, it kind of indicates where what needs they need to have within the organization uh, to, to to work to their to their fullest so i'd say yes yeah i think the strengths test we did after altitude last year there was a Attendant, attendant attendee came to altitude last year joe and she we did it as a team but i think Hard thing is always know, to know what, what to, how to use that information, right? To actually how to apply that. It was useful for us to see what our top strengths were as a team. But um, yeah, I think we've had mixed success with this stuff because something else comes in the way and seems more important at the time. I think with the my feeling with the strengths test thing, it's useful more for the person individual to then see how basically where they find the more likely to find flow that's the way i look at the strengths test and maybe as a manager or as a sort of someone leading a team it's knowing maybe that those strengths lie in certain areas and 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 then probably accepting okay maybe that person isn't in the best position for them and and that's that's the reason why not they're not performing as well as i hope um, it, it's all of these things that they, they provide context rather than answers um, and I think it's more uh, done wisely. You just look at all of this and then build up a picture through conversation. They, they, they become conversation starting points, I reckon, as a way to, to get people to work better. Cool. Uh, and David has just said there's a, a really good strengths test from the University of Michigan. So $19 for, for more strengths. Yeah, <laughs> never have too many strengths. Strong. Um, yeah, Dave, if you've got a link, it'd be good to share it maybe on the, the lesson page. Yeah, totally. Um, and yes, other tests are available. Other cards are available. I think Catherine's mentioned our friend Max's needs cards, which we use at most of our events, which are really useful way to get conversations going. So I think a lot of this stuff can be quite, um, in depth and like you said with the imperative test can be very involved and self-reflective but I think something like the needs cards is a great way to cut through that and instantly connect with strangers and that's what we found it to be really useful for I think Catherine's posted a, a link onto the chat room uh, actually next month we're going to be doing a masterclass with Christine Rain around nonviolent communication um, and those needs cards are linked to how um, NVC, nonviolent communication, works. So the approach that we're going to take with that masterclass is around how you can become an empathic leader, how, you, how empathy can make you a better leader. And you don't have to be leading a team. It's, it's about actually how you turn up with people. So if you're interested in how to apply these, this work on needs in the more practical sense and also get deeper with it, then um, join us on that masterclass. Cool. Look forward to that one. And yours is next week, right? Your next. Class. Yeah, next week. So my, my one next week is um, I've been trying to hunt for a better title than automate your business. Uh, and I, I quite like kind of, um, actually I can't remember what it is now. <laughs> it's really kind of do more of what you love doing. Basically. It's like, how can you, how can you work in a way that you do more of the stuff, more of the things that you enjoy? And that means how do you automate the hell out of all the crap that you, you don't like doing? So next week is really about how, how we use the tools at the Happy Startup School um, to automate some of these uh, tasks that can be a bit repetitive and monotonous. Uh, and I'm going to apply actually to Kim's uh, challenge that I posted earlier uh, this month around his workshops and how he's trying to onboard 
customers onto the workshop and then try and get feedback after them rather than living in your inbox all the time how can we get machines to do that for us but still be even and happy there was um gail who came to ashram this year in india um gail berry she um works on her business one day a week so she can basically be ceo of a charity for the rest of the time and she I guess it was an inspiration really in terms of like how she automates her business to make that possible. So I'm guessing some of the tools you'll be sharing will be uh, stuff that Gail used, but I guess just the idea that you don't have to be busy to be productive is something that we all want to learn more from really. Yeah. We want to do the stuff that we we're best at. And I think as, as uh, human beings leave the ro repetitive stuff, to the robots and we'll deal with uh, connecting with people and delivering value one-to-one. -one. Brilliant. So I think, yeah, I think we are um, a little bit early, but uh, I don't see any more questions unless anyone has any last minute questions, stick them in the chat or stick them in the Q&A. No? Good. Catherine's <laughs> saying that she's clueless, so that's a nice <laughs> What a great way to end. Brilliant. Um, I liked Catherine's blog post, by the way, so well done. That was really good. I don't know if you saw it. I'm sure you heard it. I haven't read it yet. I need um, to miss it. Actually, Catherine, I, I want to know why is it some, why is it on someone else's publication? <laughs> Ooh, you're yeah. going to so you, you, haven't your, you haven't done your homework, and you're like you're promoting other people's publications on Medium. Oh, okay, terrible student, terrible, terrible, terrible. You're in the bad books now. Mm. You're going to get yeah. We're going to have stern words at altitude. <laughs> Cool. Okay. Well, thank you very much for joining us, everyone. Um, feel free to post any comments on the Purpose and Profit chat if you have any questions. Uh, please share anything that's coming up for you on the lessons on each of the lesson pages. A, because it's really helpful for other people doing the course. B, it makes us feel good because we know that someone's doing the stuff. Uh, and see, actually, when you actually write it out and make it public, it becomes that much more tangible and important and really hits home. So please do that. And until next week, bye-bye um, from me. Bye-bye from me. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I feel like it's a TV show. The two runnies. Two runnies, isn't it? <laughs> right. Anyway, mm. for those of you who didn't grow up in the UK in the 1980s. And you all love, bro. <laughs> Take care. Have a good night, everyone. Bye-bye.